It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, a parable that Jesus teaches is our lesson today. It can be found in the 13th chapter of Matthew, the 1st through the 9th verse, and then he continues to speak about it in the 18th through the 23rd verse. I invite you to just listen to this story. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who receives the seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word but worries about life and the deceitfulness of wealth, choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on the good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever-equipping God, as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds which rest upon our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak this day. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Twenty, three or four years ago, I heard a man use this phrase. You may be the only Jesus that someone sees. You may be the only Jesus that someone sees. Think about that in your everyday life. What if you are the only representation of the gospel that people around you experience. You may be the only Jesus, a.k.a. gospel, that someone around you may see. 
But what does that look like? Did you listen? Did you hear? Did you hear in the text today what it looks like? He came out of the house and sat by the lake. It says, Jesus came out of the house and sat by the lake. The crowd gathered around him, much too great. So to hold their attention, he stepped off into a boat to separate himself from the crowd and began to speak. He began to speak. The original way the gospel message was shared was by speaking the gospel message. So often today we want to read the gospel message or we tell somebody, go read your Bible. It'll tell you in your Bible. That's not what was intended when the gospel was given to us. The gospel was given to us as a spoken word. A word that was shared from generation to generation. Way back, the Torah was taught through oral teaching. And we have carried on that tradition. But somewhere in our society, we've almost lost that because we put it all in text. Because we wanted to read it, we wanted to record it and write it down. But in that text, we need to hear afresh what the gospel is. The gospel is not what's written on the page. The gospel is experience. The gospel is interaction. Jesus didn't say, go read what Matthew's about to write. He said, I am here and I am present with you. I am sitting where you can see me. And then he gave a commandment. And he said this. Listen. How many of us listen well? Listen. And let me tell you about a farmer. The secret to the parable of the, of the sower of the seed is about the ground. It's about the ground. And do you know who the ground is in the parable of the sower? The ground's us. The ground's you and I. In the back of our mind, someone said to us, you are the only Jesus, you may be the only Jesus someone will experience in their lifetime. And then you hear a story about a sower who sows seed upon multiple ground. And I wonder if you're prepared enough as ground to be the experience that someone needs. Oftentimes this text is preached about Scatter the seed, scatter the seed. It doesn't matter where, just scatter the seed, scatter the seed. It'll fall on good ground somewhere. Sometimes, they tell us all the time in the ministry, you're just a seed scatterer. You're not, you're, not, you're not required, for, you're not dependent upon growth. Yeah, right. Why do we take attendance in worship? Why do we count budgets? Why do we count the offering? Numbers don't matter, just scatter the seed, just scatter the seed. And that's what they say to us all the time. But the truth of the matter is Jesus wasn't talking about that. He was talking about hearing. He who has ears, let him hear. Listen. This story is about you. That's what he was saying to the crowd. But let me put it on a term that you can relate to. There once was a man who was scattering his seed. In ancient times, they scattered the, the path, went right through the middle of the field, and they just scattered their seed. They broadcast, what's called broadcasting. They broadcast the seed. 
And Jesus uses, uses four examples to talk about how the seed lands upon the ground. There's those on the path. There's those in the shallow soil. There's those in the wheat, the thorns. And there's those who land on the good ground. Now, if I had to ask you right now, in all the chaos that's going on in this world, all the influence that's going on in this world, what's your ground look like? Are you beaten? Are you worn? And your path, it's just a worn path and it's rock solid and nothing can penetrate it. Not the word of God, not the power of the Holy Spirit, not the love coming from another human being poured out to you. You're so inundated with what's going on in this world, all about confinement, all about restraint, all about changing things, that you've forgotten that it's God's seed that's planted in you and you're to share that. We've become like a beaten road and, and we put up walls in our hearts and we've been hurt so many times with greed and all the things that happen in this world. We're going to protect ourselves. We're going to take care of ourselves. And that's all that matters right now. And we become like a beaten path and the word of God cannot get into us. And we give in. We give in to the pressure of the world, to the news media, to what's on social media, to what all our friends want us to do. And we just get downtrodden. Or maybe we're that shallow soil. Where, where the seed lands and, and we love Jesus. How many? I, I've seen this so many times. Somebody hears the word of God. They experience Christ somewhere and they get on fire. I mean, on fire. But one little persecution. One little test of faith, one little questioning about what the gospel might say, what the gospel, one challenge of understanding. And whew, it's gone. Just whew. I started a fire in my fireplace the other day. It's outside and I had some limbs that had leaves on them. And it was so much fun because you could light those leaves and it was like whew, instant fire. But it didn't burn the limbs at all. The fire was so fast. It was a Bradford pear limbs that I was burning. And the fire was so, it even sounded, it was like, whew. And that's exactly what happens when we make ourselves, we know Jesus and we love Jesus, but we're not ready to experience Jesus. I mean, we want, we want to hug and say, God be with you and all the good stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, I was in church. I was in Sunday school. Yeah, I've been down on the square helping people out. All the good stuff. But when pressure comes, why didn't God give me what I wanted? Why not? Why not? Why not me? How come my family's sick? How come my loved one died? And we abandon God. We abandon the gospel. We give up. Because our, shallow, our, our, our ground is so shallow. Or maybe, maybe you're not that shallow. Maybe you're that ground where you're in. You're in. You're telling people about Jesus. You're working for God. You're doing what it is God wants you to do. You believe in experiencing. It's, it's about experience. It's not about telling. It's about loving others who are in your presence right now. And you're in. But then all of a sudden, the world comes knocking. And you taste success. And you taste goodness. And you taste what you can get for yourself. And what happens to the gospel? 
It lands in the thorns. And we let the thorns just crawl up and choke it out. The reason I had limbs and thorns and things to burn this week is because I rescued some trees. There's this thistle or whatever it is in this country that just crawls up a tree and chokes down young trees. And me being the rescuing type, it's even with the young trees, I have to go and cut the thistle off and allow them to grow. But then I think in the back of my mind, maybe that's what makes the tree strong. I don't know. But the reason I had the fire was because I'd cleaned up a bunch of that. I'd cleaned up a bunch of young, young trees down by the creek and we burnt those. But what happens in our faith when those thorns and thistles begin to choke us down? Do we forget about experience? Do we move to, I'm going to look and see what's in it for me in this world? I'm going to be, I'm going to take care of me and the rest of y'all. Hmm? I mean, we're moving that way in our society. Everything we hear today is about quarantine, putting a mask on, taking care of yourself. Let's cancel this. Let's cancel that. Let's, I got to take care of me. The gospel's not about that. The gospel's about us loving one another, experiencing love with one another, experiencing God with one another, engaging one another. Sure, if it's a pandemic, we have to put our mask on and keep our distance. But it doesn't mean we can't share with one another. It doesn't mean we can't take care of one another. We, can't, we still can communicate with one another. We still can be that person that God's calling us to be if we allow our soil to be taken care of. If we do more than just read the gospel. You see, in listening, we have to hear what's said. I love when I'm counseling couples who are struggling. Because I, put, I do this exercise where I put two chairs facing one another. And we come to and we talk about an issue in their relationship. And you give one party freedom to say what it is. And then the beautiful thing is you turn to the next party that it was spoken to. And you ask them to repeat what this party said. Let me promise you, it's never, never, ever comes out exactly what the other person said. Because somewhere when we listen, we don't hear. Because as we're listening, we begin to defend. We begin to say, well, my ground's good. Yeah, I did this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. And before you can even form, tell the end of a story, somebody's already formed an answer and a rebuttal to that story. And so then we have to break it all down again and we start over. And the person tells the story again. And the other person listens. And listens with the invitation to hear. To hear. And we work on that until we can re reciprocate. And we can tell and we can hear, we can listen and we can repeat. That's what God does with us. God wants to communicate with us. God wants us to have a soil that's rich and deep. I think in this country, one of the questions they ask when you buy a house, I've never heard this. But in my experience, when I was buying a house, one of the questions that was always asked is what kind of soil is it built on? In my country, it's so dry. It doesn't matter. It's rock hard. It's not going anywhere. But in this country, you want the loam soil. I guess that's what they said. Someone told me you want the good loam soil. And you have to be worried about what the soil is like that your house is built on. What about your faith? 
What about the soil that you carry around in you, the creation that God made in you? What's your soil like? Is it prepared to receive the word of God? Is it prepared to receive the seeds that God bestows upon you? Is it prepared to produce fruit? Not that it's about producing fruit. It's about being a witness. The harvest is up to God. But we, the people of God, must prepare our soil. Some of us, we need some weed killer. I sprayed the creek. Get all the poison ivy and the thorn and the thistle. And and I don't know if it's going to work, but I hope it is. Free up the trees and the grasses. Some of us need that in our lives. Some of us need to really be honest with ourselves about what a relationship with God looks, looks like even in this time. Some of us need to even go further. We need to hook the disc up behind the tractor. And we need to till the soil. Turn it over a little bit. It's become stale for us. How many of you, the gospel message has become stale in your life? You've forgotten that Jesus is fresh and new every day in your life. And and the seed you receive every day in prayer, in song, in your experience with one another, those are seeds that need to be nourished. Each relationship you have, each experience... God's asking you to be like Jesus. To share. To speak love into your environment, however that may be. And share with people. And some of us need our, need our soul tilled. And then there's some of us. We're wounded. And it's okay to say so. And we're living from our woundedness. Our heart is stone. Our path is hard. We've been beaten down. We've been hurt. Anybody ever been hurt and you're afraid to love again? Everybody in this room can raise their hand because it's happened to all of us. But there's a God who's bigger than all of that. And we, the people of God, need to allow God to put the chisel behind the plow. One time I was helping on a farm and they asked me to run the chisel. I'd never done it. I'd never broken out new ground. It was amazing to see what that chisel would do to that ground. It took hard panhandle dirt, grass that only grows about this tall, that old buffalo grass. It doesn't get much taller than this, but it's rich. But that ground is hard. And it was like a whole pipe full of spikes that went in the ground. And as I drove around, it began to break that ground up in big clods. And it began to open a hard ground that I didn't think was, that was permeable. And it just broke it up. Some of us need that in our lives. We've, we've, we say we're Christian. We say we believe in the gospel. But it only exists outside the walls of our wounded heart. We need a chisel run through our heart. And we need the ground to be prepared again. Because then after we chisel, we disc. And after we disc, we, we put the drill on. And when the drill goes on, guess what? We're planting seed. And God can work in us. But we, the people of God, we need to experience who we are. And we need to find ourselves in this parable and say, God, you know what? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Come. Come live in me. Come, come do what it is. Give yourself permission, especially in this time, to be real. You don't have to be strong. 
God's not asking you to be strong. God's got this. God's got our crazy world. God's got each one of us. But we have to be faithful to the gospel in allowing ourselves to receive from God what it is God has for us. And if we'll do that, we'll become seed scatterers. I lived in a little town up in the panhandle called Pampa, Texas. It was a wonderful time in ministry. And when I moved there, I wanted to know why it was called Pampa. It was because of the grass called Pampas grass, P-A-M-P-A-S. And it's a tall grass, and it has a big, tall head on it. When it matures, it has this big, tall head on it. And when the wind blows, when it matures, it gets that big, tall head on it. You know what's in that head? Seed. And when the wind blows, and in the Texas panhandle, the wind blows. I mean, blows 30, 40 miles an hour. It blows. And when the wind blows... When the, seed, when the plant has reached maturity, the seed is scattered. And it goes all across the dirt. And it lands in that dust-filled country. And it goes into the soil. And new grass comes. We, the people of God, we have a chance. We have an opportunity every day when we get up to ask God to make our soil rich. To take what it is that's burdening us and give it to God. And to allow God to grow us into maturity so that we too can become seed casters. So that we can broadcast the gospel not by what we say, but how we experience people. And maybe, just maybe, we will be that Jesus to someone and be the only Jesus they ever see. Let's not miss that opportunity. Let our ground be till. Let us grow in richness and let our seeds bear much fruit. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm.